There is only one Good Shepherd. That's Good Shepherd with a capital G and a capital S. But there are many Good Shepherds, small g, small s, through whom he, the Good Shepherd, capital G, capital S, shepherds his flock. And when you encounter three of them at the very same time, three of them who have shepherded you personally, can be a very powerful experience. Which is precisely the way it was for me this past Wednesday during the pilgrimage that I was on in Italy with 28 other people, most of whom are from our community here in Westerly. We began in Assisi on April the 30th, then we went to Siena, where St. Catherine of Siena was born. We also went to the monastery where Padre Pio lived in San Giovanni Rotondo. We saw the famous Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano, where the bread and wine visibly changed into the body and blood of Christ, a miracle which, by the way, has been verified in recent years by scientific analysis. Scientists have analyzed the elements there in Lanciano, and it is flesh, and it is blood. It's human flesh and human blood. It's an amazing miracle, perhaps the most extraordinary of all the Eucharistic miracles. We went to the Abbey of Monte Cassino, which was established by St. Benedict. And of course, we went to Rome for a papal audience and for a tour of the four major basilicas there and some of the catacombs. But without question, my brothers and sisters, the personal highlight for me occurred last Wednesday, the day before we left, when I had the awesome privilege of celebrating a Mass for our group along with Father Brian Sestere and Father Mike Rogers, at the altar which is built directly over the tomb of St. John Paul II. That's an incredible privilege. It's very hard to get to that altar for a Mass, but we managed to. We managed to get it scheduled. It was early in the morning, right about 7.15. The Basilica of St. Peter's there was almost empty. And that's significant to note because there were probably 10,000 people who passed through it later in the day. And I have to tell you, when I began that Mass, I was overwhelmed. In fact, after I reverenced the altar with Father Brian and Father Mike and turned around to everyone to begin the Mass, remember the altar of John Paul II and the other altars there at St. Peter's, they are against the wall. You face, you face the wall when you actually consecrate the Eucharist. So to have any contact with the people, you need to turn around. When I did turn around, it was an awesome moment. I had to stop. I, I stopped for about 10 seconds. I really wanted to stop for about a half hour. Because the first thing I noticed when I turned around was the altar at the opposite end of St. Peter's, directly opposite the altar of John Paul II. If you've been there, you know the altar I'm talking about. It's the altar under which this man is buried, St. Pius X, our patron saint. So here I was in the presence of three good shepherds, small g, small s, 
Good shepherds who have taught me personally to recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd in my life. That's Good Shepherd with a capital G and a capital S, Jesus Christ. Our Lord makes it clear in today's Gospel that his true disciples, his true sheep here on this earth, hear his voice. They know how to recognize his voice. But you see, those sheep do not learn to distinguish the true voice of Jesus from the many other voices out there in the world that are clamoring for their obedience. They don't learn how to do that unless there are other good shepherds, small g, small s, who teach them how to do it. We all need those other good shepherds. Well, you see, at that Mass in St. Peter's Basilica the other day, when I turned around, I immediately felt a bond, a special bond, a special closeness to three of the most important small g, small s good shepherds in my life. First of all, to St. John Paul II, who for 26 years taught me the faith with clarity and conviction, and who is now teaching me still. He's teaching me how to carry my cross, cross of Parkinson's disease. I pray I keep learning the lessons. But I also felt a special bond, a special closeness to that Pope on the opposite end of the Basilica, Pope St. Pius X, who by his devotion to the Eucharist and his love for young people has been an incredible inspiration for me in my priestly ministry, especially here at St. Pius. And of course, being in St. Peter's Basilica, I felt a special bond to Peter himself, who has taught me many things, among which are these. He's taught me that Almighty God can do the most extraordinary things through the most ordinary people. And Peter, who has also taught me in a special way what perseverance is all about. Through Simon Peter, Saint Peter, Pope Saint Peter, I have learned that I must never, ever, ever give up in my relationship with Christ, even when I fail the Lord. And I do, as we all do. Providentially, today's second reading contains an encouraging word to us about perseverance from our very first Pope. Peter says there, and we heard these words a few moments ago, if you are patient, I could also read persevering, when you suffer for doing what is good, this is a grace before God. For, to, you, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Yes, my brothers and sisters, it can be overwhelming, to say the least, when you encounter three of the most powerful small g, small s, good shepherds of your life at the very same time, at the very same instant, and that's exactly the way it was for me last Wednesday morning. It was a moment, it was a mass that I will never forget. Ever. If you are a true follower of Jesus Christ, you also have had shepherds like these in your life. And you still do. We all need them. Some of your personal shepherds, small s, may also be popes and bishops and priests, and that's great. 
In fact, that's exactly the way it should be, since these men are the official teachers and guardians of the gospel. But some of your personal shepherds, perhaps many of them, probably most of them, may be ordinary people, ordinary lay people who love the Lord Jesus Christ deeply, ordinary lay people who embrace the fullness of God's revealed truth in their lives, ordinary lay people who have taught you by their words, and even more importantly, by their actions, by their deeds, how to live your Catholic faith. On this beautiful Mother's Day morning, we thank the Lord in a special way for all the mothers and grandmothers out there in the world who have shepherded their families in this way by their teaching and even more importantly by their actions, by their sacrificial love. I was definitely blessed with a mother like that in my life. Many of you know that because you knew my mom. Many of you were blessed with mothers like that in your lives. Some of you still are. Those of you who still are, say two thank yous to God today that you still have your mom around. On that note, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, recently wrote about the powerful shepherding influence that his grandmother had upon him in the days of his youth. Once again this week, I'll give the last word of my Sunday homily to him. The Holy Father said this, I had the great blessing of growing up in a family in which faith was lived in a simple, practical way. However, it was my paternal grandmother in particular who influenced my journey of faith. She was a woman who explained to us who talked to us about Jesus, who taught us the Catechism. I always remember that on the evening of Good Friday, she would take us to the candlelight procession. And at the end of the procession, the dead Christ would arrive. And our grandmother would make us, the children, kneel down. And she would say to us, look, he is dead. But tomorrow he will rise. This was how I received my first Christian proclamation from this very woman, from my grandmother. This is really beautiful. The first proclamation at home, in the family. And this makes me think of the love of so many mothers and grandmothers in the transmission of the faith. They are the ones who pass on the faith. This used to happen in the early church, too, for St. Paul said to Timothy, I am reminded of the faith of your mother and grandmother. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. All mothers and grandmothers who are here should think about this, passing on the faith. Because God sets beside us people who help us in our journey of faith. We do not find our faith in the abstract. No. It is always a person preaching who tells us who Jesus is, who communicates faith to us and gives us the first proclamation. And this is how I received my first experience of faith. If our Holy Father, Pope Francis, were here this morning, I think he would end by saying to each of us, yes, this is how I received 
my first experience of faith. How did you receive yours? Who have been and who are the small g, small s, good shepherds of your life? If these men, if these women, have truly led you to Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, capital G, capital S, then you owe these people, you owe these men and women, literally, an eternal debt of gratitude. And not just on Mother's Day.